Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God and talk about it. We've got a special verse today we'd want to look at. It can make a big difference in your life. So if you're new, I'm glad you're with us, and I hope you do join us regularly as we're here every day to get into the Word of God. We've been looking at Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, and as he finishes the first half of this book of Ephesians, he gives a benediction, shall we say, or a blessing, a prayer to God, and a, and a praise to God. Let's take a look at what it says. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Wow, what a verse. God is able to do far more abundantly than everything you would ask or think. How do you respond to a verse like this? What do you do when you see a verse like this? Well, to me, it makes me want to increase what I ask of God, to ask bigger Folks, we have a big God, and I do believe God desires to show his strength on this earth. You can't read through the Bible without seeing how God uses people, often weak people, often people who, who um, have all kinds of problems, frailties. People probably failed in life a whole lot more than you or I have. And yet God uses them to slay Goliath or to deliver out of the red deliver out of Egypt or to deliver from idolatry or or to change the world. Our God, his power is made perfect in our weakness, it says in 2 Corinthians 12:9. And so our God is looking to display his strength. 2 Chronicles 16:9, one of my life verses, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro through the whole earth that he may strongly support the one whose heart is completely his. And so our God is like that. He wants to show his strength. And so to him who does exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or he's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. And so ask big prayers. Have a big God. Remember, our God created the world, all that's seen and unseen, the seas, the mountains, the stars, the heavens. Our God created life. Remember, our God is the God who transforms sinners, takes terribly defiled sinners and makes them purer than the driven snow. He, though our sins are scarlet, he makes them white and pure. He takes sinners and makes them into saints. Our God is the God who raised Jesus from the dead and will raise our mortal bodies from the dead and give life to us Our God is a miracle-working God. And I wanted to encourage you, pray big prayers, ask God. But let me tell you, it's not like you just walk in and, you know, write a blank check and walk in and cash it, and it's that simple. There is spiritual battle. There is spiritual warfare. Sometimes our prayers involve other people, and they have their wills involved too. We're asking maybe for our children. We're asking for for a neighbor or a loved one, someone at work or school, a family member. And they have a will as well. And so God, you know, we're asking God to work in their lives. Well, and and it's it's not overnight. It's not like flipping on a light switch. So my question is, what do you do if something isn't answered? Yesterday after church, I was talking with a good friend who's struggling 
with the Lord because some prayers aren't being answered, and there's uh, uh, there's pain involved in that. And uh, this person's a prayer warrior, and when you pray, you want to see answers, right? And so I did my best to encourage and say, remember, sometimes the work God has to do in our lives has God has to do when answering prayer has to do more with us than the answer. I know I'm like that. I often have requests of God, and I realize that God is working in my life, in me, during this time. God has something he wants to produce in me. God has something that he wants to do in me. And he's using my desire to see something happen elsewhere to get my attention and to be conforming me to the image of Christ. I want to get something done. God wants to get me changed. See what I'm saying? I want to get something accomplished. God wants to accomplish something in me. He wants to make me more and more of that true diamond, that gem, that sparkling gem that reflects the very image of Jesus Christ. Later that night, last night, we went to a second church service where my good friend Mike Cater who heads up the ministry Run Global, and I'm on his board. It's it's called Reach the Unreached Now, and we're focusing on reaching people in the uh, unreached part of the world, and Mike, Mike and his wife Sue have done a tremendous work there, but he was telling his story, and part of his story included me, because way back in starting in 1973 and then with me in 74, we would have these all night prayer meetings, all night, I don't know, pray till midnight, one, two, three, four in the morning sometimes. And in praying, we one of the things we do is bring out maps of the world and we would lay our hands on various countries and pray for them. And Mike commented how he would often gravitate towards the map of India, more unreached people in India than any nation of the world, more unreached people groups in India than any nation of the world. Well, about, I don't know, little about, I don't know, 15 years ago, Mike had been, been involved in planting churches here in America, but he, God was putting on his heart this itch to be overseas, and he took several trips, one of which I, I uh, gave him some of my friend, friendly contacts in India. He went there, and he caught the, caught the shall we say, the desire to evangelize in India. Uh, it's amazing to me the prayers that he and I, and we were praying in that living room, just 20, 30 of us around maps, praying late into the night, praying for our nation and praying for uh, other countries. And now, 40 and 50 years later, Mike and Sue have begun a, a work there in India, in which, can I tell you some statistics? In the last 14 years, the work that they have spearheaded there, and the people, the workers, the gospel workers they've raised up, they have shared the gospel with about 10 million people, face-to-face gospel presentations. They have seen about 100,000 people in unreached areas of the world, in places that are predominantly non-Christian religion. Many people, they're hearing about Christ for the first time. They have seen 100,000 professions of faith in Jesus Christ. Most all of these, this is not a big group evangelism. This is one-on-one evangelism, sharing the gospel with people and people responding. 
they have seen about 1,000 churches planted. Now, these are not, you know, big mega churches like some of us here in America. Many more house churches, probably in size, you know, from seven, eight, nine, ten people up to maybe 60, 70, 80 people per church. What an amazing feat. But these were answers to prayers from the 1970s, from 50 years ago. My friends, I want to say, don't get discouraged if you think there's prayers that are not being answered. Our God is a God of prayer answering, but he doesn't always answer it immediately. We want to learn to persevere. Our faith is being tested. We want to be strong in our faith. We want to cooperate with God. We want to realize that sometimes in the things we're crying out to God, he's wanting to work in us. And so we keep praying. We keep in faith. We keep believing. We keep asking. But we also say, Lord, in the meantime, what are you doing in me? And what are you doing in them? We often say our God's timing is perfect, and I don't know if we really believe it. But let me tell you, our God's timing is perfect. God knows what he's doing, folks. God will make sure that we win when it counts. He'll make sure that you and I win when it counts. We have a big election coming up tomorrow. I know many of us are praying for our country. We've been grieved that we see things that are happening in our country that are so destructive. My friends, God knows what he's doing. You and I be in prayer. You and I cry out to God. You and I do our part. And then if our prayer seems not to be answered in the timing or in the way we wish, then what do we say? We keep in faith. We keep praying. And we keep saying, God, what are you doing in me? What are you wanting to do in my family? What are you wanting to do in our church? Because God knows what he's doing. Our, prayer, our ability to ask God in prayer, we, we can't, we, we're not commanding our genie in the bottle. Prayer is getting in, in alignment with God, taking what's on his heart and bringing it back to him and being a part of what he's doing. And part of what is on his heart is us. Speaking of prayer, we've had a prayer request. We, this is a live stream we do. If you're watching later in the day or listening to podcasts, this is a daily live stream. And one of our regular people here, has asked for prayer today about she's in a custody case with a, uh, a grandchild, a granddaughter, and uh, we should be in prayer for that. And so I'll lift that up in prayer as we do as well. Lord in heaven, oh, we thank you for what a great God you are. We thank you that you are able. Lord, that encourages us. God is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. Father, I pray for us that we'd be people who pray big prayers. We'd take risks in praying to you. We'd not be cautious and careful and holding back when it comes to asking you to do things. Teach us, Lord, to ask big prayers. Then help us, Lord, if those prayers aren't answered immediately in the way we would like, to not become cautious or safe or to hold back in our prayers, but to continue to ask big and to know that you've heard, and these are recorded in heaven. And it might not be answered, Father, just like with my friend Mike. Some of these prayers weren't answered for 40, 50 years, but now, Lord, who would have ever imagined 50 years ago praying in that that little living room for India that 100 million people would hear the gospel as a result of that one, this Mike and Sue's work, that 100,000 people would have professed faith in Christ, that 1,000 churches would be put. Who could have ever imagined You've done exceedingly beyond what we were praying that night in that living room, but it took time. 
And Father, we acknowledge that your timing is wonderful and awesome, and I pray that we just be people who are patient, who wait on the Lord, who trust in you. Lord, I want to pray today for uh, my friend Tracy and this uh, court battle they're going through with custody and the grandchild. I pray, Lord, the judge would be would have insight and understanding and would would fear you and would do justly and fairly, and that there'd be the right decision that would be rendered in the best interest of this child and their safety and their security. And we pray, Father, for peace in this family as well, that peace would come and that there'd be unity in this family. We trust you to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we're even asking and thinking. We pray this for all of our families, Lord. We pray this for children who've gone astray. We pray this, Lord, for grandchildren who've, who've gone astray. We pray this, Lord, for anyone, spouses, any, any people who, Lord, that, that we wish differently for their lives. We pray bring peace, bring us together at the foot of the cross, bring us all into a living, dynamic relationship with Jesus Christ. We ask for this. We pray also, Lord, once again, we pray for these elections in our, in our country tomorrow, that you'd be glorified. We pray, Lord, that you'd give us the right victory. We pray for election integrity. And we pray, Lord, that come next week this time, that our country would be confident that these elections were done rightly and there would not be the, the fear that there was cheating or, or a scandal in any way. We ask for that. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks so much for being with me today. We get here every day. I just pray this will be a little daily dose of encouragement and strength to you. The Word of God is designed to strengthen us, and we pray it because we want it to get more than just into our mind. We want it to get down into our soul. And so that's why we come together daily. I hope you're in the Word of God daily, feeding your soul daily, and I hope you come here every day. If you're new, welcome. We're glad to have you along. I pray you will subscribe, leave a comment, like the video, share with your friends. To those of you here day after day, You know I love you. I'm so glad to have the privilege of sharing the word with you. And I believe that God uses it. It's sowing good soil. It's sowing the good seed on the good soil. You're the good soil. You receive the word. As James says, receive the word and plant it. It's able to save our souls. And so I'm so glad that you're receiving God's word. And little by little, we're growing. We're changing. We're becoming the people God created us to be. So I love you guys. And until we see me tomorrow, you have a wonderful day. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.